Amy, we're live. Hello, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good, bro. Welcome to episode one of our podcast. Yep, long time overdue, if you ask me. Well, it's only a week since we recorded episode zero. Yeah, but episode one has taken ages. It's taken a little bit of time. Two years, bro. But anyway. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Don't know how good this is going to be, but... Well, it's you know. the first one. Uh, the the rule of thumb is the first one's usually a bit rubbish, right? So so that should be the last one, though. So I'm just going to the fact that this might not be the greatest first episode in the world, but I hope okay. that people will get some sort of knowledge from it. Well, I hope this is the greatest episode in the world and that people will love it and get loads of knowledge from it. Well, if it's the, if it's the greatest episode in the world, then the second one is going to be really difficult to top this one, right? So... Oh, you're very positive today, aren't you? See? Well, you know. Answer for everything. I can't answer for everything, it's true. (laughs) Can't win. It's your creative mind at work. No. Always creatively looking for an answer. Stubbornness. That's cool. So, how are you, bro? How's the weekend? How's life? How's things? I'm alright, bro. Uh, Weekend was busy, as usual. Cool. And life is good. Alhamdulillah. Can't complain. And things are alright. Nice, yeah. Nice, and how bro. about you? How about me? Well, I've been putting together today's podcast. And what we're going to be talking about? Your logo is not your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I been doing? Nothing. Just working. Just working nonstop, bro. From the time I left the office at ten o'clock Friday evening till seven a.m. this morning when I got in, I have been doing nothing but focusing. <laughs> you're looking at me like you're going to throw something at me. <laughs> Or you're going to kill me. You love your weekends. Don't give me none of that nonsense. I love my weekends, especially yesterday when I go back to help out my old company managing an event. Yeah, love it. But it was good. I can't complain. It was nice. Life's good. Everything's good. It must have been a nice change, right? Between kind of always doing being in the office and dealing with sales and dealing with people on a corporate kind of level and then going back to just stepping back and just doing something completely different for a weekend um, yeah it was nice it's not something I'd want to uh, do very often oh yeah obviously because yeah it was nice nice change change, change is always good is yeah always kind good? of yeah I think so because for me it always refreshes my brain a little bit so, so when you do rebrand. something different kind of like ah, kind of like a rebrand nice nice um, but yeah it always changes my brain a little bit so when I come back if I've done something completely different and then I've come back to doing what I usually do. Mm. I tend to find the dots connect a lot easier and a lot quicker. I always need something else to do rather yeah. than what I normally do. But you know, the funny thing is... Go on. Is it going to make me laugh? It's one of those funny things. Probably, no, well, actually, I shouldn't say a funny thing. I think... <laughs> well, you'll find it funny. Because right, this is the, the problem we're tasked with <clears> a lot. Probably the reason why we're doing the podcast today. Exactly the same thing happened. Same thing that happens when I go to sales meetings. Same mm-hmm. thing that happened this, um, this week. Sorry, my voice got all gruffly. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, yeah. Talking to people, they're asking what I'm doing now. So I tell them I'm doing the branding. Got you know, we have a branding design agency, and straight away they ask, "Oh, so you do logos? Why, yeah. bro? Why? Please tell me why. Where has this come from? Where's this this thing that if like brand is a logo? Because I think." Because when people interact with a company, they interact with their logo first. So they assume your logo is your brand. Oh, good, good. I think it's because it's being missold. Okay. 
That's an interesting topic. Go on. What do you mean? Um, I think there's so many people selling brand mm -hmm. now who are not branding experts or branding agencies. Mm -hmm. um, and when they sell it, it's, you know, it could be by a sign company, by an interior decorating company, by a print company or, you know, whoever, a marketing agency. And they sell you brand. And when you go to buy the brand, it's you have an option to buy a logo, an option to buy a stationery pack, an option to buy something else, some other collateral, all which is tangible and physical mm. that you can get. And they, I don't think they even go too deep into it. They just say, okay, what colors do you want? What this do you want? What mm. that do you want? And they'll just whack something up. It'll look nice. It'll look good. And they'll hand it off to you. So I think it's, it's mis brand is being the word brand is being misused and missold yeah miscommunicated as well right because you just don't um when people that are selling it it's not their it's not their speciality so then they're, they're not experts in it so they just kind of add the tag along of what they think it is and then everybody thinks what they think it is is that yeah so yeah so maybe brand needs a rebrand yeah i think so or it just needs a better explanation by people or there should be yeah, I think brand need and rebrand is probably the best way. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's, it's, it's still confusing. Like yeah. so many people we go and honestly, it's like you have to, bro, you know, you've been, I'm telling you like you don't know that we have to re-educate, or not even re-educate it, educate them mm. as to exactly what brand is and how your logo is not your brand. Mm. And we do do, we do create beautiful logos. I'm not saying we don't. 100% we do but your logo is not your brand it's not the start and stop so I was hoping today that you would be able to like maybe shed some light on this topic and explain a little bit more about why your logo is not your brand yeah I'll try well Don't considering you've written a blog article on it <laughs> I no. hope you've got some of the answers ready kind of kind of know a little bit about it so come on but the, the difference is the I guess goes back to my first example, right? Is what people see. So people assume that the logo is your brand because that's the external of what people see. And they confuse that. So they think if I've got a company, I have a logo and automatically what people will see is what they will feel. Whereas that's not really the case. So your logo is simply your face. So we go through a process called personification um, and we take a company and we personify it we give it a personality we give it some clothes and everything else as well and what that does it helps build the brand because the brand is and i'm going to use jeff bezos's um, definition of a brand um, a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room mm. <coughs> nice. i like when you when you do that with clients as well because it really lets them see their brand in a whole different way yeah and it that's kind of it. yeah that's kind of the aim of it as well is that if you can humanize something and if you can make it physical and real yeah for those that don't know they start to see the brand differently they start to see their company differently yeah um and if you can and i think that's one of the things that we're quite good at is getting people to realize that their company is is not just a cash cow it's not something that you just kind of hope to make some money and, and run away from um it's something that needs nurturing it's something mm. that needs growth it's something that needs attention um, and then if it's something that is not if it is something that people interact with whether you're B2B or a B2C mm -hmm. you have people interacting with your company and as soon as they interact with your company they're interacting with how they feel about your company 
And if if the definition of Jeff Bezos is correct, which I think it is, is that what people say about you when you're not in the room, then how they feel about you is what is what they're left with. So they're going to go away and say, well, you know what, these guys are great. And then when they look at your logo, that's when they feel what they feel about your brand. The association of that feeling comes from when you see the logo. So when you've met somebody who's a really nice guy or really nice girl and they've spoken really nicely to you, they've treated you really well. Yeah. When you see that person again, you don't have a adverse reaction to them or any hostility towards them. Mm. You have like this warmth at that particular person, yeah. at that face. When you see somebody else that may have a similar type of face, you you then approach it as, I don't know if they're going to be as nice as this person because this person is so great. So why you, do you see what I mean? There's kind yeah. of like a disconnect because you've associated all these good things with this particular person, with this particular face. And that's what kind of like a logo does, mm. is you're looking at the face of a person and you're associating all of these good feelings to that face that you experienced from the conversation, from the um, the clothing of what they're wearing and, and all of these things and the persona that was kind of portrayed yeah. to you. Um, and these are all of the things that make up a brand and companies quite easily get that mistaken because they themselves only interact with they only see they don't look deeper into why they like a particular company so almost everybody I know likes Apple or likes Nike or likes um, Adidas or whichever company they don't they like it because oh I like their products or oh I like you know this that the other but that's usually isn't the case that's usually this that's, that's usually they boil it down to they boil it down to that, that. Is, yeah. i i like nike <clears throat> because it's nike i like those trainers and it but yeah they, you know or so, apple yeah but no I've, well actually i think apple's is a completely separate thing that you can't include because i think apple is a whole different entity yeah i mean if you get sorry to interrupt you if that's you okay. if i i've got a pair of trainers i'm used to it sorry <laughs> i've got a pair of trainers that are nike and if you were to take the label off and put the N on it, and they look almost identical as a pair of trainers, um, it looks like a pair of New Balance. Yeah. Right. But for Nike people, they will love the Nikes of a New Balance. They're going to, no, I have to have that. It's the swoosh, it's the, it's the Nike it will, tick. Yeah, that's right? the thing, isn't it? And I think this is, again, where a lot of the confusion comes into because the value of a brand is in the well, it's, it's in the logo it's in the logo and it's the, and when it's you the sell, feeling that you get like with nike you're selling that that tick the yeah. swoosh yeah the yeah. swoosh so that's worth the value but it's not just that it's the emotion yeah, exactly. that's been built up to be associated with that swoosh exactly and that's what you're paying for and that's what yeah. i think the difficulty is trying to get people to understand that is that how you create it don't get me wrong a logo is it is important yeah because if you've got a a logo which doesn't appeal to your market your demographic your you know where you sit um, or it just generally looks really really bad yeah it, it's like you say it's a face so you want to have a yeah nice it goes face. against you a little bit you yeah. know if the logo is not great it goes against you a little bit if it doesn't stand out to a certain degree or to your demographic it's going to go against you a little bit mm. um, you have to work a little bit harder to get people to notice you or everything else as well um with your logo and it needs to stand out in certain scenarios yes so having a logo that works and is functional is super important um but again it's not your brand no you know it's just it's just what people identify your brand with 
so yeah I, yeah because of all of these emo these these natural things that come out after the interaction so when you've had a bad experience you know you look at the logo you just you don't like that logo anymore because you know you associate everything bad to it you wouldn't want to have a good you don't have a good thing to say about it because you had a bad experience so that now is a bad brand that's not a good brand doesn't mean the logo is bad the logo might be really nicely designed it mm. might be bold it might be beautiful um, it might have perfect proportions but the association to it now is it, it's a really bad company every time I look at that brand I don't like that brand the logo so can be spanking so what would you say are the things you should look at when trying to figure out your brand and figure so, out so yeah so first thing we do is we want to try and personify it right so essentially we want to give we want to create a brand that has a personality and it has some, it has meaning it has a purpose mm -hmm. um, and when we're trying to give a brand a purpose we use we use five well actually it's a lot more than five it's actually loads no, but, but if we were to down. break it down then we use I would say actually not even to break it down an exercise that all businesses should do before they start a business or even if you're running business right. is to look at your brand as a person and then start creating a brand from the inside out. So you're looking at your brand from the inside and you're then working your way of navigating to work out who your brand is and why this brand, why your company needs to exist in the space or the market that it exists in. Are you talking about figuring out your why? <clears throat> yeah, so it's one of the things that you need why, to figure out. Well, why you exist. And, or yeah, so that's one of the things. I mean, there is that whole chart where why, how and what. But mm -hmm. before all of that, um, well not even before all of that just to break that down a bit well, you further you want to explain the why how and the what and yeah so well no I'll explain that later okay um, as um, as you go through it you you start with the belief system of your company so you say to yourself well why does my company exist what does the company believe in that's really where you start from so you're building a brand that says um, what are our beliefs? What's our belief system? What What's our world view on things? Um, what does a company believe in? What does my company believe in? Do I believe in championing a particular cause? Do I believe in uh, certain marketplaces um, to change certain things? Am I a disruptive company? Um, am I a connected company? Do I believe in creating better interactions with people? Uh, am I creating positive change? What is it that I'm doing, and what is it that the why does this company need to exist? So, um, Google's why is that they believe in gathering everybody's gathering the world's data, organizing it, and making it useful. That's really why Google exists. So, they've got like a bigger mission. So, a company needs to kind of work out why they exist. Then they kind of they do need to work out their message i keep saying kind of but it's not kind of you mm. actually do need to do this so you need to work out your your message what do you want your marketplace to think of you as so who are you what's the message that you're getting out there are you a creative company are you uh, a bit rebellious what's the what are the messages that you're getting out this is comes down to what you say as a company outwardly to your audience so are you rebellious? Are you educational? Are you inspirational? Are you creative? What's your message as a company? And remember, this is all internal. When you work this out internally, you you start building the message that people are going to see. So it all has to start inside. 
Then we look at the emotion part. The emotion is really is is central to all of this. It's kind of um, it's the feeling that people get, and it's going back to that Nike swoosh. Um, the emotions you want people to feel about your brand are crucial because it's how they feel about your brand when they see you. So when they see that logo, how do they feel about it? Um, so I would recommend that if you were to start your own business or you want to do this as an exercise, that have a, have a list, break it up into five five rows or five columns um, and have beliefs as your first one and just write down everything that you believe in. Um, or you think that the company's worldview should be, then you have the second one, which is the message. Um, and work out what your message is, and then write down all of the key words that you think your message is. And then on the third one, write down emotion. And what emotions you want people to feel about your brand, from your brand, right? So what kind of things are you projecting outwards? Are you projecting that we are an understanding company, we want you to feel that you're understood, we want you to feel... Um, anything really anything positive um that we are progressive that we are creative could be you know an emotion an emotional connection from your brand um then write down all of those words like whatever emotions you want people to feel they want you know love etc etc um then comes the benefits what benefits do people get from your company? What are the benefits that your brand will leave your customers with? So what are the short-term benefits and what are the long-term benefits? And just write those down. Things like we help you grow as a company. We help you uh, get more attention. For example, you might be a media company. So we help you get more return from your investment. What are the benefits? Why should I interact with your company? Um, and always ask yourself my customers are always thinking what's in it for me my clients are always thinking what's in it for me and if they're thinking what's in it for me you have to give them a benefit there has to be a reason why you exist as a company and one of those reasons is the benefits that we offer people so it's almost what you do right and the last one I'd say is tribe tribe I think is the most important one um, because it intertwines with the first one in your beliefs. Tribe is where you as a company need to build a tribe of people internally. So these are your employees. This is the culture that you want to build and have people that understand your worldview as a company and believe in that. Um, if they believe in it, then, you know, you start, that starts going outwards. You start meeting, um, you start meeting clients and the person who's representing your company is actually representing your company in its truest form. Um, and then he speaks more about, you know, your, it speaks more about your company in how you see the world. So you need to build a tribe. Um, and you want people that are enthusiastic, caring, empathetic, whatever it is that you feel um, that your, your company should represent outwardly. You need to have employees that represent that. Um, and those are the five things that I would say that a company needs to establish. So once you've got this list of five different things and all of these people written, all of these things written out, um, you can then just start knocking off the list, sit with your team, sit with your people um, and just start knocking out the things that are least relevant and then start shortlisting and then shortlisting until you actually come up with the answers for that. Um, and that kind of gives you, that gives you the bones 
to build a brand on. It's not the skin, it's not the meat or anything yet. It's just the bones that you help build and your I brand. Think it's, it's, it's important as well where you touched on um, like getting the employees or whoever's involved um, to implement it and carry it forward when talking about the culture. But it's so important that you actually live it yourself yeah. rather than trying to just impose it and enforce it on all of your staff or everyone that's in the organisation that you actually live and breathe and believe it in yourself because it has to come from top down. yeah and you know the you know the the audience are not stupid like people think that you can fake it what, uh, uh, our one or? no the oh, audience is yeah. in like the, your audience as a company yeah I know like your you're oh, right so yeah that's it. Um, but your audience as a company they they know when you're faking it's you can't fake it so when you've got a company that's good from the top all the way down they'll see it what are you laughing? No. Go on. Something Go on, crack inappropriate. the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, faking it. So. Yeah, so. yeah, but it's true. So, yeah. It's a true, because we see it as well. You yeah. see brands that are, tr- um, you know, trying to do something or trying to build something, and you know it's not being authentic. You know, it, you just feel it. And it's like you say, it's that, it's that feeling, and it's such a, it, it, but it can be such a difficult thing. And I'm not saying you have to go to a branding agency and spend thousands upon thousands no, of pounds don't. to do it. But, even asking yourself these questions when you're asking yourself, it's difficult. Mm. I mean, we sit with clients and we're there to guide them through it and asking them these questions and they're so stuck and it's only when you start, you know, prompting them and start asking the questions in, in, in different ways to start getting them to look at it from different, and it's funny because they, the answer always comes from them. Even though a lot of the times it starts off with, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people, they they assume they're going to sit in a room and you're going to give them the answers. Yeah. And really and truly, when you start probing, they have all the answers. They just need it to come out. And we're really good at kind of getting the answers out and yeah. maybe organizing the information and then re-delivering it to them in a way that they didn't realize. Because um, they know their business better than we know their business. Mm-hmm. I think our job is to make sure that we get them to under, want, understand what the brand what a brand is. And then two, get them to understand their business a little bit more. And once they've done that, they start they start personifying their company themselves, and they start realizing, okay, well, my company wouldn't do this, or my company does believe in this, yeah. or or the emotions that we've currently been getting from clients is this, and we would really like it if it was if it was that. So they have all the answers. They just yeah, I think that the that question. step, the personification, yeah. is is so good. Yeah, so, it's, it's so crucial. Helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's crucial, but it's just in getting to that next phase of unlocking it and getting the answers. Yeah. Once you have that physical embodiment, you know, of your brand yeah. that you can look at and reflect and yeah. draw from, and I think it makes it a lot easier, especially when we're with clients. Yeah, once you know, because we've done it before. I've I've skipped that step initially and then gone and done that step and then asked the same questions and it's just so much easier to start drawing mm. the answers out of the uh, clients yeah absolutely absolutely and the other thing is when you when you talk to clients you have to try and get them to understand obviously this is a much bigger topic but you have to get them to understand when you're building a person the company you're personifying them is you're trying to personify them towards a particular type of client that they want because the company can't be everything to all people um, oh, we've heard yeah. it so many times when you say who's your target market yeah, and everybody. everyone 
Yeah. Well, we're like, well, it's not everyone, and we, you know, especially with the restaurants that we deal with. Yeah. Um, well, we have to break it down to them, and you know, to walk them through it to show them, mm. to illustrate to them how um, everyone is not your target market. Yeah. And sometimes it's your own. You know, we're in our own mindset where we think everyone is like us, mm. and everyone out there is like us. Uh, they're on. You know, they say have the same disposable income as us, or they're you know living the same type of houses as us, same taste buds, same as same taste as us. Yeah, and uh, so they think naturally. Well, we're food. We do food, and everyone eats food. So why wouldn't everyone want to come here? Yeah, exactly. But it's like we say, even McDonald's being the biggest and best example of a successful food business in the world mm. is still not for everyone. No, it's not, and it's not meant to be. This might be accessible for everybody to a degree mm. um, in the west not anywhere further afield um, but it's not for everybody it really isn't and and no company is for everybody because if you're if you're for everybody then you're for nobody it's as simple as Apple it, Apple's not for everybody yeah. it's not for me is it huh? no it's not for you obviously but you know there's no accounting for taste but you know thank you <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Mc, um, things like Apple and McDonald's probably need their own episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the history of Apple and you look at the history of McDonald's and, and you look at how they've changed and evolved from personal computing to mobile computing. Well, I think if you look at Apple, Apple are probably the ones that have kind of, in a way, invented this whole brand or really driven it forward and run with it and taken it to new heights. New heights? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Just as much as I'm not, I'm not an Apple fanboy, and I'm not an Apple user. No, but you don't, you don't have to be an Apple fanboy to appreciate no. the way they do what they do. But they just do it so well. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they have these fanboys mm. that will camp outside for three days and then get something, which is you know, Samsung has had that feature for two years. But you know how they've done it? They they built a community around their culture. Oh, like a, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that like comes I said, out to this is a uh, thing for another. Yeah. But I think, yeah, the community, the culture, what that's the important thing and where it ties into this yeah. is that their culture is so well managed and adopted and pushed internally that it's helped build that community. And it kind of, the tribe gets bigger because every Apple fanboy, they don't feel like something outside of the Apple ecosystem. Mm. They're part of the tribe because they're, they're tied in and then the, the more they get into it the more they feel a, a part of the tribe it's part of the, the belief system Apple makes you feel yeah because you're, you're part of the belief system you believe what they believe right you believe in that the good design you've got all of these things so you believe what you believe good design great design yeah but it's a design everybody copies right so they've got good design they've got a belief system they've got and these fanboys exist because they believe in the product. They believe in the company, not even the product. They believe in the company and they believe the company's output is always going to be of a particular level, of a particular standard. So they buy into that culture. They buy into communicating and interacting with people inside of Apple, have a particular way of being. That tribe that they've created, that culture, you want to interact with that. You want to be a part of that culture. So you build communities around that culture. And, and that's what a great, great brand is. They're great examples to look at as well when we're talking about your logo is not your brand because obviously their logo is so strong. Mm. And so, like, well, Apple, McDonald's, 
the, these two yeah. and, and Nike um, but more than the logo it's that emotion that you were talking about yeah so with Apple you'll feel this way with McDonald's I mean you know what do they what do you actually buy from McDonald's what are they selling you what the McDonald's selling yeah. you well, they're what, not selling you burgers yeah this, this was, <laughs> uh, I remember when I when because obviously I don't come from a branding background mm. and when you told me this I was like holy crap you're right it was like, it was like you asked me what did McDonald's tell you and I was like well, burgers the mm. food the fries yeah and you were like no what did they sell you no what did they sell you no this is a test for you now what did McDonald's sell you you happiness. remember happiness. happiness but that's it that's what they're selling and the more you think about it it's true everything about it and it's just amazing the way they've tied that yeah. that feeling yeah they're selling you they're selling you a product but they're actually selling you a feeling you walk is what they what you feel about them what you think about them what you say about them when they're not in the room and that's what your brand is so what are the things you need to do again or so you should yeah ask if you're, yourself. you should ask yourself what your beliefs are you should say ask yourself as in beliefs as in what does your company believe in a worldview you should ask yourself, what message do we want the world to see about us? What are the, how are we speaking? What's our voice? Our, um, are we inspirational? Are we creative? Are we educational? What kind of emotions do you want people to feel about the brand? Um, number four is the benefits of the brand. Why should people interact with this brand? Like, What's the benefits of it? What are the short-term benefits and what are the long-term benefits? Um, and then tribe, what kind of people do you want in your company? building a tribe of people um, what cultural traits do you have um, and then how are your tribe how what kind of people are they are they enthusiastic are they caring are they empathetic um, are they collaborative what kind of people do you want in your company um, and that starts from the top all the way all the way down I don't like to say the word all the way down but no, from decision makers it, 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 to it yeah so oh. from from people that make the decisions to the people that um, are executing the decisions mm. um, from from that perspective um, and you build what kind of tribe you want and that's really how you do it see so that's looking at it in the form of an organisation that has a top and a bottom now yeah. what about solos same thing exactly the same thing explain what do you mean because same thing? you know when so you're you, you get what I mean yeah, by solos so when for anyone who's listening yeah, so if you're just a one-man band, yeah, right? One man so if you're a one-man band, you do everything else as well. But as soon as you're interacting with your clients, you are the tribe, right? So your interaction with, with a client is based upon your beliefs, it's based upon the emotions, it's based upon the decisions, it's based upon the benefits that you're trying to let people know about. Mm. So whether it's one person interacting with the client and it's you as a solo, or it's a company that has, you know, a hundred people, a thousand people, yeah. twenty thousand people. It's exactly the same thing because well, you all I want think to sing. The funny thing is, it's probably easier if you're a one-man band to. Yeah, because that's why dots. most people that start a business they can't replicate themselves. Yeah. So they always say, oh, "I can't replicate myself because they love me," but what we've done in that scenario is you've not told when you employ the next person along, you have to employ a believer, in, in your company, in you. And you're looking for another you yeah you're looking for another you but you shouldn't you should look at look for a believer in you not another you mm. so if you're looking for a believer in you then that person will naturally transmit everything that you say but if you're trying to look for another you then it's going to be impossible 
Yes. Um, so believe oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Oh, you are amazing. Um, so yeah, so that's my advice to solos for for soul traders or people just starting out. You're a one man band. Yeah, that's well, we've yeah. been there. Yeah, I think everyone that started a business has been there. Where you're just on your on your Jack Jones, and you've got to try and make it happen. Yeah, but yeah. great advice. I wish somebody told me this when I was. Yeah, I wish somebody that. told me this as well when I first started out. Yeah, but we but learn. We live, we learn, we fail, we grow. Yeah. Hopefully, and you get stronger, and you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And onwards and upwards. Yeah, failure is a good. Um, but thank you for that. Thing. I think there is some. That was a. Even I've heard it all before. Yeah, you hear it every day, man. <laughs> It was very interesting, huh. and especially in your Sorry voice. Sorry to torment you every day. No, 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 you've got such a lovely voice. Oh, stop it, man. You do. You're making me blush, bro. Oh, well, that's my job. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. What are we, uh, oh, every week? Yeah, every week, every Tuesday, we're hoping to I push out. I kind of started out. a sentence to stop. What are we, and I think the problem is you, because no, we work together say, so closely, yeah. and I think it's going to be a bit of a problem that I can start speaking or you can start speaking and I know where you're going and what you're going to say yeah. and you can answer my questions without me even s- saying sentence and vice versa yeah. yeah but yeah so every Tuesday every Tuesday hopefully we'll have something of value every Tuesday in some way shape or form um, and I hope this has been valuable for you guys okay but it's me and you discussing movies and music that might be valuable it might be I'm sure it will be but we do argue as well sometimes yeah, it's usually one-sided. Yes, I'll let you make your minds up as to who is always right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, bro. That was amazing. That was awesome. You're great. You're in <sighs> You are answer. just, just, just amazing. Just tell me more. Keep saying it. Keep saying thank it. Thank you, just bro. Keep it. <laughs> and thank you, guys. You've thank you guys been listening. listening to the podcast of... Oh no, don't start that again. I thought you know what? I thought Emi, we weren't Emi. gonna do that on this now. Emi. He's got a habit. Emi, Emi. Emi. Forgive him for he does so not know what he's doing. Insightful. Alright. Wonderful. We're going now. <laughs> We're, <great>. done. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Thank you for listening. Emi. We're going Emi, now. I'm out. Emi. I'm putting my headphones and down. I'm walking away from the mic. You can hear me. That's walking it. It's away done. All right. Thank you. Tune in next week. Take care. Bye. 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 God, that was a bit evil. Well, you wanted. You see, you wanted to cut it off before I got the nasin at the end. I said the imi imi imi. Right? And I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. And like you didn't want me to get my name in at the end. Well, thank you, Imi and Nas. Thank Blood Production. Tune in next week. Peace out. Peace. Love. Bye.